Successful Minds with Patricia Barnowski-Schneider, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant people on the planet. Hear their stories and get the most important business lessons they have learned on their road to success and get exclusive advice on how to implement their success into your life and business. Successful Minds with Patricia Barnowski-Schneider is brought to you by the Strategic Advisor Board and your host, Patricia Barnowski-Schneider. Hello and welcome back to Successful Minds. I'm your host, Patty Baranowski Schneider. Today I'm joined by Richard Eckley. He's the founder of Eckley Global Community School. He's the number one best-selling author, life coach, podcaster, speaker. He teaches about how to achieve a life-work balance through better health, wealth, and relationship and mindset. So thank you for joining us. <laughs> thank you. Sorry, I'm just dealing with the flu. Um, so thank you for joining us, Richard. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself and your business. Oh, thank you, Patricia. Thank you for having me on your show today. Sure. Uh, yes, lovely. Uh, yeah, so my name is Richard Eckley. So I'm an uh, author and a podcaster, and I founded the Eckley Global Community School uh, about two years ago now. And um, it's just how people um, actually develop a better health, wealth, relationship, and mindset. Just because nowadays we're so busy trying to do things in life, we very rarely get the time to think about how can I actually help myself get better. Yeah. So many times we look for outside circumstances to help us. But it's not we actually start to look at ourselves personally to take self-responsibility for our own lives. We can start to change our lives and improve our health, our wealth, our relationships, and our mindset. And move ourselves forward slowly, day by day, on a daily basis. So in the future, we're a much better version of ourselves than we are today. And that's also why I help my students teach them the, the steps. First of all, to start off with, first of all, assess where you are on your journey of life, if you like. What is your health like? What is your wealth like? What's your relationship like? What's your mindset like? And how can you slowly improve them, moving them forward every day so you're slowly better and better and better than in a year, two years, three years, four years, five years, you're in a totally different place and a totally different person because right. you're improving yourself, moving yourself forward. No, it is true. I mean, so many people focus on the here and now. I have to get this on it. And it's it's kind of like same with my business. If I do marketing, I'm so busy marketing clients, I never have time to market myself. And it's the same with a parent, you know, employee, whatever. You're doing everything for, you know, all of your responsibilities, but you forget what about me? You know, how, you're, you're the you're the vessel. <laughs> if you're not good, there's a problem. So yeah, good stuff. That's so now, <laughs> what inspired you to create your four keys to a healthier, happier? Well, let's see your website. Your your four keys to a healthier, happier you.co.uk. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, well, what happened was I was married for twenty years, and then uh, the recession hit 2007, 2008. It was a bad recession. And unfortunately, we sort of lost everything. All the finances went, everything went. And it put a massive strain on my marriage as well. And unfortunately, we got divorced. My wife sort of moved away. So I was left then as a single dad with three children, three teenage kids. Mm. And I actually thought, well, let's actually give my kids a guide so they'd know everything would be okay. Mm. And that led me to write in the book, Your Four Keys to a Healthier, Happier You. It's a starting point for health, wealth, relationships, and mindset. So I wrote the book, got a copy there. There's a book there, Your Four Keys to a Healthier, Happier You. When I wrote the book, actually got a good good reviews with it and other people wanted to read the book as well so that sort of led me then to actually setting up the website and actually starting uh, my my school i started doing my podcasting and i actually wanted to dive further into the books because i actually did a book writing course to help me learn how to write the book first of all they suggested i do one book first of all and then dive deeper diving books in the future so after i done your four keys to be healthier happier you i then did mastering your mindset that one there and then followed that with how to master your health and then last year was my best seller book how to create wealth right. so it's all the books 
I, I've, I've done, which so is like developing once a year, I sort of try and write a book once a year on the particular things so I can dive deeper into that particular subject and help people get a better understanding of, say, if you want to go into your, to your health first of all, what are the key things you need to do? What's the exercise regime? What's your diet? What you're drinking? How you're sleeping? What stress levels you're at? And how you can actually take steps to improve them in on your health. Again, with the wealth, what level are you at with your wealth? Are you actually in debt? Are you managing your debt? Are you creating wealth? What steps are you taking? Which way are you moving? Are you increasing your savings? Are you increasing your investments? Are you dropping down your debts? You're getting yourself in a good balance that way. And your relationships, you're putting time into your relationship. You're thinking, hang on, am I looking for my partner to give me something from the relationship? Or am I looking to put something into the relationship? And it's often not until you give to a relationship, you'll get back. So it's actually, again, being self-responsible, think, okay, I want this relationship to work well. I want to put, give myself time to develop the best version of me for my partner. Right. It's, it's not our job to make our partner happy. It's our job to make ourselves happy. And sometimes our partner might make us happier, but it's not their job to make us happy. It's down to us. And once you realize that in a relationship, you actually develop a stronger relationship because you're not relying on them to make you happy. You're making yourself happy and you're enjoying the relationship and improving it. <laughs> and everything resorts back to mindset. Mindset is the key. It's the master of the whole kingdom. Once you get your mindset right, you can achieve any level you want to achieve in your life on every area. But it's always your mindset is your very first step. I always say we're a mind with a body, not a body with a mind. It's so vital to get your mind working right. And then you can move yourself any step you want to go to, any direction you want to go to. Because once your mindset's clicked, you know where you're going. And once again, self-responsibility self is the biggest thing I always always advocate. And it's getting your mind right first and then move you where you want to go. And that's what actually got me into developing the rest of the business as well. Nice. I know. I read the book and I was like, wow, it does make total, total sense because, you know, I, I like the part where it said, you know, it's like you hear that a lot, like negative attracts negative, you know. If you just look at the world that, you know, and I see this so many times with people like, oh, my life just sucks. Nothing ever works. And that just is this domino effect of that's just how your life's going to be. But, you know, like I said, you know, you could see a gloomy, rainy day, but that's going to like bring beautiful flowers. You know, there's just so much that you can look for, but you have to have the right mindset. So good stuff. I'm glad that you're teaching all that. <laughs> I think it could <laughs> give a nice little change of pace to the world we're living in right now. <laughs> definitely. Yeah, we need some more positive, definitely. Yes, for sure. Now, how does your four keys to a healthier, happier you help people live a longer, healthier, and happier life? Yeah, there is. As I said before, get, if we get your health right, your health is really, as I said, mindset is, is important, but your health is the most important thing. If you've lost your health, you've lost everything because all your focus is literally, how can I get well again? How can I make myself better? So getting your health right is always the first step to give yourself a longer, healthier, happier life. And there's just simple steps you need to take is actually looking at your diet. What are you actually eating? <laughs> so many people don't realize that they, it's actually how you actually create the cells in your body is the food you'll eat. Our bodies actually naturally regenerate all our cells every six to nine months. We have all the new cells be regenerated. <laughs> well, our bodies can only use the ingredients we give it to make these cells. So yeah. if we're giving it perhaps high food takeaways, um, high fat, high sugars, it's only using these ingredients in to make the cells. So it's going to create poorer cells in our body. And over 10, 20 years of continually having these ingredients, our cells are going to get worse and worse. And we actually have a shorter life because they can't do such a good job. So once you start to get your, your green leafy veg, especially into your system, yeah. we're actually giving ourselves energy. We're converting, because plants convert the, the sun through photosynthesis into glucose. If we consume these vegetables and fruits, we're giving ourselves a glucose energy. Our body can then use that energy to create healthy cells and we become a healthier person. So actually, as we get older, we've actually become healthier and live a better, more active life because of what we're doing for ourselves. 
again, the old, the old basics of drinking water. It's a, it's a standard thing of drinking more water. But it rehydrates the body. It makes your joints better, makes your movement better, makes your skin look younger. You feel better. You feel more alive. And that's just drinking basic water. And get your stress levels. That's a massive. That's one of the biggest killers, stress. It causes so many illnesses and disease. But stress is caused by how we think of a situation. It's not the situation that's causing it. It's how we think the situation is happening. Again, it's down to mindset. You can actually get control of stress levels. You're not going to solve problems because they're not worry so much about the problems because you realize, what's the solution, first of all, to this problem? Can I actually affect the solution to this problem? Then I'll act on that. If I can't affect it, I'll let it go. And you'll learn to let stress pass you by. As I said, you can't stop all the problems. There's always problems coming along. We've got family, we've got friends, we've got relations, we've got things going on in the world. So there's going to be problems. But if you don't get stressed about the problem, you don't worry about the problem, you can just cope with things. You think, well, okay, I can sort that out. Move on to the next thing. And it just relaxes your whole body. Again, sleep is such a vital part to have with your health regime. You've got to get eight hours of sleep. People don't realize that we're not just resting our bodies. It's a nighttime. Our bodies go to work, regenerating the cells, replenishing the cells. We've got REM and non-REM sleep. REM is rapid eye movement sleep, and non-REM is non-rapid eye movement sleep. The non-REM is the first stage. And that's when actually the blood flow goes through all the body, replenishing the organs, repairing any damage there is, any illness we have. Our body goes to work on repairing all that on the first part of the sleep. The second stage, the REM stage, actually goes to work on the brain. You think we've actually, all day long, we're receiving our five senses, all the information from our five senses. And our brain is going to sort out all this massive information we're receiving and work out what's important, what's back in at previous beliefs, what's new experiences, and store it and sort it out in our brain. And plus, it also needs to clean our brain as well. Because during the day, our brains actually build up something called amyloid plaque, which builds up inside the brain. It's a nighttime. This is washed away and clears it out. That's what helps prevent the cause of Alzheimer's in the future. Again, if we're not getting that eight hours sleep, our brain can't do its work. It can't clear itself away. So, so sleep is actually another vital step. So it's these little steps we can all take that actually mean we're going to live a longer, healthier, happier life because we're taking care of our bodies and our bodies and mind are taking care of us. So it's, uh, yeah, true. Uh, it's, it's, you know, especially the older we get, I know so many people, they just don't get the sleep. I mean, it was different when you were 16, 17, you could go two, three days without sleep, but the older you get, yeah. you need it. And um, it is true with the brain because you don't know, like, <clears throat> I know I had, I actually went to a hypnotist because I was having trouble sleeping. And it was just things in my brain that I had no clue that I was even thinking about this. It was just like having these conversations. I was like, the stupidest little things that were keeping me awake. But it's like, you really have to get that sleep to get this stuff out, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> People don't get it. That's it, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> and get yourself a good nighttime, um, um, not regime, if you like, system. So every night you've got a similar system of relaxing your mind before you go to bed. So many people like watch TV or they go on their computers or on their phones and literally switch off and try and go to sleep. Well, the brain is wired now. It's, it's wide awake still. So you're not going to get to sleep. You've got to actually get yourself to calm down first of all. Perhaps read a book or go somewhere a bit quieter, a bit darker, turn the TV, get some lights down and actually relax before you try and go to sleep. So your body's ready to sleep. Yeah, I mean, even if somebody doesn't, you know, want to read, they have the audiobooks now. Just kind of relax, listen to it, get yourself relaxed. You know, I mean, there's so many, everybody has an excuse, but there's always an answer for every excuse. <laughs> there is, there is, it's very true. Self-responsibility, it always comes down to us. Everything, no matter what we're doing, it's down to us. And once we realize, okay, then this is down to me to sort myself out, we can make ourselves have the habits we want, and then we can get ourselves the sleep we need, regenerate the body we need, and the mind we need as well. Right. Now, what are some of the practical tips for managing stress and maintaining mental 
well-being in a, a demanding professional environment? Yeah, yeah, sure. So as, as I said before, actually, the stress is caused by how we think of a situation. It's right. not the situation itself that's causing us. So when we should realize, okay, then what, what am I getting stressed about in the first place? Think about what's causing me stress. Is this something in my control? Am I worried about this because I need to do something? Or is it someone else needs to do something and I'm worried they're not doing it? So the first one is actually realize that there are certain levels of stress which you think, hang on, is this me? Is this down to me? Am I getting stressed over something which I need to do? If there is, you need to take action. That's what so many people get stressed about is they don't take action on the problem. They don't think, okay, then what is this problem? Let me first think of the solution to the problem. Let me act on that. And let me solve that problem. Right. They just think about it. They dwell on it. And the situation doesn't go away because they're just worrying about it. That's not, that's not solving the problem. So you're going to have a problem. You've got to think, right, what can I do to solve it? What steps can I take? How can I analyze it, break it down so it's in my control? As I said, if it's not in your control, if it's someone else's control, let the person know that you're stressed about it, you're worried about this thing, but then pass it to them. If it's something they have to do, not you, you've got to pass it over to them and let it go. And not worry about it. You've got to realize you've got to let it go. As old Russell Paul used to be in the Frozen song, let it go, let it go. <laughs> yeah. You've got to let it go. <laughs> so many people. Yeah, they, they drag their past situations, their bad things that have happened to them in the past. You can't change the past. Things that happened bad in the past to all of our lives, all of us, we go through. And if you're dragging that with you, you're not helping yourself at all. You're just re reliving it, regenerating the same bad feelings. Mm -hmm. So you've got to realize the past is gone. You can use your past as a school. You think, okay, then that happened in my past. That was bad. But what can I do to change it so it doesn't happen again? What can I learn from that? If you use your past as a school, you'll then move yourself forward to where you want to be, not making the same mistakes. Mm -hmm. Life has a habit. Is if we keep doing the same things, we'll keep making the same mistakes. And life will keep chugging us back in doing the same message <laughs> there and again. Right. <laughs> Once we finally learn from that and think, okay, now I'm going to change my habits, change my actions. I'm not going to make that same mistake. Then we've learned and we can move forward to where we want to go. Right. And it's realized, they said, we live in such a negative world. As I said, the news is negative on your TV, on the newspapers, everywhere you see negativity. So we actually need to combat that by putting more positive in our own minds. The way you do that, I said, is, is reading good books, listening to audios, like you said good podcasts, anything that actually helps your mind get some positive in there, you're actually then fighting the negative that's always being fed. Our minds, as I said, we take in the five senses all the time. And a lot of that is negative. It just it just feeds you permanently. And unless we sort of like get a, a bounce with all of our minds saying, hang on, no, I'm not having any more negative today. I'm done with negative. I want to feed some positive in there. And we take the action to get some positive in there. We get a good book, we read it, right. listen to a good audio, we listen to it. It's those sort of things that actually help combat the negativity. And that actually gives us a more positive mindset because we're actually counterbalancing all the negative we're getting all the time. Right. Once you start to feel more positive, then you actually start to change your life and you do things you wouldn't normally do. Because if you feel negative, your initial response is, I'm not doing that, I can't do that, I'm not doing it. Right. If you've got more positive, you think, oh, I'll give that a try and I'll see what happens. You're more open to experiences because you're not sort of sorry, not sort of scared or holding yourself back thinking, oh, go, it's just going to go wrong, it's going to go wrong. You start to think, well, if it goes right, that might go right. And you change your whole life around, change your situation around. You're moving yourself where you want to go, not where you were. Yeah, I mean, and you have to kind of look for that. Like, you know, I, I hate being around negative people because they kind of suck you into that and you get dragged down. So I try to keep an arm's distance and I surround myself with positive people. And like I said, I, I'm, I'm from New York. So we're in a city, you know, it's not, I actually um, belong to many, 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 many uh, photography groups on social media from around the world 
And I see animals and flowers and just sceneries and stars yeah. and sun, sunrise, sunset, all of this. So first thing I look at in the morning, the first, uh, the last thing I look at before I go to bed. And I'm like, I just sit there for like 20 minutes like, wow, that's so pretty. You look for ways to find happiness and find positivity. I can have the crappiest day, but then I see these gorgeous photos and I'm like, oh. You know, just change my mindset like a whole 180. But you have to make the effort, you know. And a lot of people just get sucked into this black hole of negativity. And they're just so used to that. And old habits die hard. So people who are like that their whole life, you know, eventually they're either going to have a, a sucky life and just die that way. Or they're going to realize that I can change this. And, yeah. you know, dealing, you know, working with you and, and putting you on that path to show them, like, look at what you like. I'm sure you have case studies and everything of showing how you can change your life. I mean, you're a prime case study, you know, I mean, you had your issues and you've overcome them and now you want to help people, you know, which is an awesome thing. And people have to realize it's, you know, the ball's in their court, you know, you can, you know, you can leave them there, but they have to make that decision. Exactly. There is, you, you can't, you can't change someone else's mindset. You can show them the way. Right. If they don't want to do it, they're, they're not going to do it. And you can, you sort of like keep on at them and say, look, this, you can do so much, but until yeah. they're ready, they're not, as I say, when they're, the, the student's ready, the teacher appears. Right. And it's only when someone's ready to change, right. then you can help them change. You can't right. make it, it's free will. Sometimes you think, I wish there wasn't free will. You could just look, look, you can change everything <laughs> and go so well. But right. until they're ready for it, they're not going to do it. So you just want to be patient with people. Just keep showing them what you can do, how they yeah. can change their life, if they want to change their life. Right. There's, there's plenty of time. There's never a time limit. You can change your life when you're 17. Yeah. You can change it when you're 97. Yeah. Anytime you want to, you can change your life, change your mindset, and move things to where you want to go. Because right. you're improving your future. That's one thing. With that's the biggest thing a positive mindset does. It improves your future. Right. So it doesn't matter how old you are. Right. If you can improve your future, you're thinking, I'm going to a better future. So I'm, right. I'm happier. So I'm moving to a better place. And if you've got a negative mindset, you're always dwelling on the bad things. You're looking for the problems. Right. And you're thinking the future is just going to be more of the same. It's going to be even more right. problems. So once you swap your mindset around to a positive mindset, right. They're not wearing rosy glasses. You're just thinking the future is going to be good. <laughs> why? Why would they not look forward to it? Because it's going to be good, and you're going to yeah. you're going to still have problems. You're going to face problems to overcome, but you'll get through them easier. You'll find a solution. Right. You move right. to so much more better things on through. Right. We'll just bring it on. Just I'm just waiting for it to happen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like how you say it's you know there's no age limit because I actually did some videos recently, um, just talking about like famous people like um, KFC, the Colonel. Yeah. He, he he was like a failure repeatedly. He went, he was, I think, 70. He went with his like SSI check for like a hundred bucks. And that's how he started KFC. Oprah Winfrey herself was fired repeatedly and got told she, you're not fit for TV. And she didn't just sit here and say, I'm just, I'll never make it. She pushed through. I mean, you, you hear that all the time. There is no age limit. It doesn't matter how old you are. I mean, <laughs> good. So now I know you deal. Yeah. I know you do with some women too. So how could professional women develop a growth mindset and why is it important for achieving success and happiness in all aspects of their lives? Certainly, yeah. The one thing most people seem to not get, it's, it's fulfillment in life. You can sort of get all the money you want. You can get all the material things you want. You can sometimes get the sort of family going well, but it's fulfillment. So you feel, I know what my purpose in life is. I know what I'm doing. And once you find your own purpose, you're doing what you love to do. So that's, that's a massive change in mindset. If you're just doing something for money, although right. you may have the nice things, it looks like a nice car, a nice house, right. you've still got the fulfillment. You've not got the purpose of what you want to do in life. And your purpose is a weird thing. It will find you. You won't find, find it. As I said, when I went through my divorce, 
I wasn't looking to write a book. I wasn't looking to do this. Right. It just came to me and I started doing it and followed down the path. I didn't go looking for it. It just came to me and I started right. doing it. And that's what will happen with your purpose. It'll find something that will just click. You'll just feel natural at it. And at the moment, you may not even have a clue what that is. That could be could be happening next week. Could happen three years time. You don't know with life. It's weird. Right. But if you're always open to looking and seeing what situations are out there and what it is you can do to help people, what is your unique ability, unique skill? Everyone's got a unique ability. There's over eight billion of us on this planet, and not two people are the same. You've all got different DNA, different experiences, different growing up, different parents. It's just like such unique abundance of people around. And there, there's certain people are going to need help. There's always going to be a lot more people that need help than people helping them. Right. So what it is is thinking, okay, how can I help someone? What path have I followed myself so far in my life? What have I learned so far? And who can I help just coming along a few steps behind me, a few steps behind me? And I can help them improve their life by saying, look, I did that. That went wrong. Try this. Right. Once you start to help other people, you're actually taking the focus off yourself right. and you're helping other people. It's like um, Einstein said, he, he said, he said what's, the, what's the reason of mankind? He said, the reason of mankind is to help other people. That's why we're here. That's where we get our fulfillment from. Right. You feel fulfilled. You've got your kids. You have the kids. You have them. You guide them. You feel fulfilled there. Once they're adults and growing up, sometimes you think, well, okay, they've got like an empty nest syndrome. What do I do now? Right. Well, you've got natural abilities you've been developing over the years. You can help other people move themselves forward as well to where they want to go. So as you take the focus off yourself to other people, as I said, there's 8 billion, so there's always going to be someone who's yeah. going to want your help. You right. sort of like, you'll need to sort of build your, your customer base or your client base or your people that are interested in you. You get your word out there. Let people know what it is you do, and you'll attract the right people to you. There are people that won't want to know you, won't want them to do with you, and you think, that's fine. I'm not there to serve them. I'm right. only there to serve the ones that want my help. They're looking for help that I can help them with moving forward. So once you actually start to think, I'm doing something I love to do, you're not really working because you're enjoying it. You do it for free because you just enjoy doing it. Right. Once you start to get your mindset going that way, as I said, you're just like, you're, you're unstoppable because the only thing that can stop you is you. And if you're loving what you're doing, you're going to continue to do it. It's like if you imagine a surfer going out surfing every day and then he starts teaching surfing, he's going to love his job because he loves surfing right. he's teaching surfing. Right. So it's once you find your core skill, your core ability, and it could be anything. It could be in health, it could be in wealth, it could be in beauty, it could be in gardening, it could be in cooking. Whatever it is you love to do, and whatever you do is like as a hobby. Sometimes you can actually find you're doing that because you're doing that for free because you love doing it. Right. Well, that could be your future business in time to come. Once you learn into it, you develop it, you study it, you delve really deep into it, you get all the knowledge you need, then you can become the best in that industry and help other people attract them to you. And once you do that, as I said, you've just got an open possibility because there's so many people around. You can build them over time. Take your time to develop your business. Develop what it is you want, but get your mindset right. As I said always, you've got a mind with a body, not a body with a mind. Once your mind's right, you know where you want to do, you know what you want to do, and you just move incrementally every day, doing little bits towards it, moving yourself forward. If it's your health, your wealth, your relationships, your mindset, whatever it is you want to do, realize that you're in control. Once you get control of your life, there is no stopping you. It's just right. literally how you think stops you. So it's just anything you want to do, you can move. Right. And like you say, health, wealth, and all of that. I mean, if somebody says, oh, I'm just a complete mess, don't feel overwhelmed. Focus on one thing at a time. You know, maybe start with your health. Once you get yourself better, you know, because you can have all the wealth, but if, like you say, if you're not healthy, that defeats your purpose. So start baby steps and, you know, yeah, that's good. And having someone with experience guiding them, um, you know, is really important because we always say, like, with the world of coaches now, 
you know, somebody read a book and all of a sudden they're a coach. Yeah, but do you have the skill set? Do you have the experience? Like speaking from, like, even just with education, you know, half of the world's um, richest people don't have a college degree. It doesn't mean that you had to train and train. The experience speaks volume. So you have the experience, which is really important. So now what are Definitely. the four key Life teaches us so many lessons. Say that again. I said life teaches us so many lessons that the school can't. Oh, you're not kidding. <laughs> you're <laughs> not kidding. <laughs> now, what are the four key areas that your business focuses on and how can they work together to produce a healthier and happier life? Yeah, as I said before, the four key areas, the four, they're just everything. Literally, once you've got the four key areas covered, it's like an umbrella, if you like. If you like a 30,000-foot view, so many times people say, dive deep, get your niche, go really deep, which is good, good for certain things. But if you can like, take a 30,000-foot view, a set of your health, your wealth, your relationships, and your mindset, you can look down, you can evaluate where you are and see where you are, and you can see the direction you want to move in. It's a bit like sort of having a vision of where you want to be in the future. If you can see where you are now, and you can see where you want to go in your future with your health, your wealth, your relationships, or your mindset, you can see you're going to have to travel along a path. You're not yet that person that's got the things you want. And if you knew how to get the things you wanted, you'd already have them. So you're going to have to learn some new skills, some new traits, some new abilities. And it's best, as you said before, get a mentor, someone who's gone before you can say, look, I wanted what things you've got. I, do them, I did them again this way. I actually practiced every day doing this. I did this. I established this. I connected this person. This person helped me. So we're always connected with other people. We're never doing anything by ourselves. It's always a matter of people we meet, we connect with, help moves us forward, and then we help move other people forward. So as I said, it's when you've got the four keys all thinking, okay, from a high high viewpoint, I can see exactly where my health is. I can see which areas I need to work in. Perhaps I need to do some more exercise. Perhaps I need to change my diet slightly. I need to get me sleep right. I need to drink some more water. I need to get me um, intake of um, my stress levels down. Sorry, I need to get my stress levels down. So, okay, that's my health a little bit. On my wealth bit, where am I financially? What? What bills have I got going out? I'm going to actually go into my accounts, check every single money that's going out, every step of it, what money I've got coming in, and how can I start to adjust my finances? How can I start to reduce some of the outgoings? How can I start to increase some of the increments? Can I start another business? Can I reduce something down? Can I get a promotion at work? Can I? Once you actually educate yourself and improve your own mindset, you'll actually get a natural progression up the, up the, the wealth ladder because you're actually becoming who you're meant to be, and you can't get the money where you are. It's not until you change and become someone better, then your money comes up, levels with you. Then you improve yourself, then your money comes up again. Then you improve yourself, then it comes up again. So that's how you increase your wealth, is by first improving yourself. Mm -hmm. Once again, in your relationship, what steps, I check my relationship from a 30,000 foot view. How is that? Am I giving my partner the time it needs? Are we building communication together? Are we doing things together? Plus also doing things separately. So you've got our own interests, perhaps our own hobbies. We've also got things we do together. Are we planning little trips away? Are we doing little little date nights? It's those sort of things you do. It's those little things you do. It's those incremental steps you do for a relationship, which helps make it stronger in the future as you're moving forward. And your mindset, as I said before, it's getting that positive in there. It's thinking, okay, then, how can I improve it? What books am I going to read this year? What audios am I going to listen to? What, can I, what business can I start? What hobbies can I start that actually help my mind, get my mind working correct? Once you actually give yourself a challenge, you actually become more excited because you actually get your mind working. Once you, once you just like plug onto the normal, so like coming on, watch TV and just sat there, you're actually switching your brain off. Your brain's not really working. It's just taking all this information in. Once you start to actually get a hobby or you start your business or start a, an interest you've got, you start to actually develop actually new neural connections because you're getting more information going in and your mind starts to think, how can I help this? How can I develop this? What can I do? And you actually liven up your brain. You'll see all the, the brain waves going well, all the connections building. 
because you're challenging your mind, you're getting it working. Once you get your mind working stronger and healthier, you're stronger and healthier. Because what I say, it's, it's a, an amazing change around when your mind is working right. It's just sending all the correct signals to your body. Our body sends out literal impulses to the whole body, and it then works out what bits are going wrong, then it sends the blood through to that area to improve it. So if our mind's working right, it can operate properly. But if our mind's not working right, it's not going to send out the signals properly. It's not going to receive back the information. It's not going to know quite which areas it needs to work on. So it's all affected. So once you get your mind working right, you get the blood cells going right, your whole body working right, you're working right, you're at a 30,000 foot view, you can see which areas you need to work on, improve on, and then you can just move them all slowly forward. It's not a massive thing. That's what a lot of people do make a mistake of. Perhaps in their health, they think, oh, I'm going to run a marathon, so you go do this massive training. But it's, it's incremental. It's just every day, perhaps going for that walk, having that drink of water, having that veg, cutting out that bit of cake or chocolate. And it's those little incremental wins that we do in each area of our lives, mm-hmm. move the whole life forward in the right direction mm-hmm. and improving ourselves. And as I said, two, three years down the road, our health's better, our wealth's better, our relationships are better, and our mindset's better because of the little things we've done every day moving us to where we want to be. And that mm-hmm. makes, just makes a massive difference in your whole life. Yeah, sure. Sure, that's actually good steps. <laughs> now, what t- tips and advice do you have for people who are just starting out on their journey of improving their health, wealth, relationships, and mindset? Yeah, we, everyone has to start somewhere. And I said, no matter where you are, how old you are, you all got to start somewhere. And you, I mean, the thing to first of all realize is like good news and bad news. The good news is we are self-creators. We've created the life we've got. The bad news is we've created the life we've got. It's down to us. We can't blame anyone else. <laughs> Over the last five years, our actions, our habits, our decisions has got us exactly where we are today. Our body shape, our bank balance shape, our relationship shape, and our mindset shape. Things have happened to us, but it's how we've reacted, decided to do, and the actions we've taken have got us exactly where we are today. So we can think, right, okay, then I've got myself where I am today, which means I can then change my life in the future by deciding what I want to do, how I want my life to be, and start actually making myself take the responsibility to do the things I need to do, to actually start to start to get healthy. I've got to make myself stop going for that walk. Perhaps you think, okay, in 10 years' time, I want to still be here. I want to perhaps take my grandkids for a walk. I want to see more of the world. Give yourself reasons to want to extend your life by 10 years, and then think, well, I've got to start doing the things today to give myself an extra 10 years of life. I want my cells to be healthy and fit and good, so I'm getting better and stronger in the future. So the first step is think, okay, then what is my health habits like? What am I eating every day? Just think back last week. What did you eat last week? How much sort of like portions of veg did you have last week? How much water did you intake last week? How much sleep did you get last week? How much stress were you last week? What were you thinking about last week? So you can first of all just do a basic breakdown of the last week. What have you doing last week? And then think, okay, then so this week, what can I change a little step this week so I'm slightly better than was last week? And that's all you've got to do. You've just got to be a slightly better version of yourself tomorrow than you were yesterday. So it's not like a massive thing. I'm going to suddenly cut out all my favorite foods and just run 100 miles. It's a little step version. It's tomorrow I'm slightly better than I was yesterday. I just didn't eat that cake. So that's a step. That's an improvement. I took the stairs instead of the lift. That's an improvement. It's I drank some more water instead of having a wine. Or had some water with your wine. Right. <laughs> Sometimes people are going to say, oh, I need new wine. Okay, <laughs> have your wine, but right. take some water with it. So you're actually right. getting some fluid in there. And then slowly reverse it over. You can still have all the old things you had before, possibly. Right. But make slight variations. So you add in the healthy stuff as well as the bad stuff. And then slowly you reduce the bad stuff and increase the healthy stuff. 
It's always the small little things we do that change our lifestyle. And actually, in the future, once you've done it for a while, you actually have the unhealthy stuff. You think, I don't like it so much anymore because your taste buds change as well. Yeah. But you start to give yourself the healthy stuff. You take the habits of eating it and taking it and drinking it. Your taste buds change and you actually enjoy it. And then you feel the benefit. You feel healthier. And you're thinking, actually, I'm feeling stronger and feeling better. I don't want this so much anymore. Yeah. And you're creating better habits. And again, they said, similar with the wealth and relationships, just thinking, okay, then what can I do today that I didn't do last week that I'm going to do next week? And it's the small step. It's very small. It's just set yourself a little goal of this week I'm going to do this one single thing. Perhaps I'm going to just go for a walk for 10 minutes a day. That's it. Nothing right. major, nothing massive, just 10 minutes, the same time every day, and continue to do that. And then perhaps you can perhaps you extend it. Perhaps you do a bit of exercise. You perhaps do a bit of swimming or whatever whatever sport you enjoy. You don't have to make it something, oh, God, I've got to do this certain thing. Right. It's something you enjoy doing as well. So it's an activity that gets your, your heart beating faster, it's slightly warm, perhaps you start to sweat a little bit, so you work on fast walk. And that's if what it is, if you're if you're breathing faster and your heart's going, your blood's flowing to all your organs, which means everything's getting extra blood, which means it's getting better and stronger and better because the blood's flowing. Our blood is like our life source. Once our blood flows to all our organs and it's replenishing it, repairing it, and helping it work better. So that bit of exercise, as I said, if they said if, if exercise was like a prescription for a doctor, <laughs> that's like a miracle cure. Because that helps so much for our bodies, because we're meant to be moving. But in today's world, we live sedentary lives. We saw on a computer sat down, we're sat in a car driving home, we're sat watching TV, and we can be spending perhaps 15, 20 hours a day sat down, just sat right. down, it's crazy. So we've got to move ourselves, we've got to make ourselves move, walk a bit more, get our blood flowing, and get outside and get the fresh air, the oxygen in ourselves, right. oxygenates the blood, and makes you feel better, deep breaths in, and just like it helps you, it helps everything, it just helps right. everything. You know, it's crazy, like even with the youngsters nowadays, like we always joke about how we, we were kids, we stayed outside, like you literally went out in the day, you played in the dirt, you did all this stuff, you didn't come home till the lights went on. Now, kids are on the cell phones, they're on, I mean, nobody leaves the house anymore. They have no idea how to communicate, they don't know how to play and get dirty. And um, when you say with the exercise to do something you like, I mean, that is important because it, you'll stick with it. Like when I went on this exercise cake, like first I tried the stepper, the stairs, I really wasn't into it. I tried this, wasn't into it. The bicycle wasn't, into it. I loved the treadmill. I saved my, my, you know, I take my movies, like my series. I'm good for an hour a day. I'm not even paying attention to what I'm doing. And I, I take a break during the commercials, you know, I catch my breath. So I'm good for 45 minutes every time I'm on it. But I love doing that. It's like my mental release, you know, so finding something that you like, you know, will keep you to it. And having, um, like I like how you had in the book too, where, you know, they had these shows about like weight loss where, you know, they had, I don't know, 60 days and they lost like, you know, 50 pounds. But that doesn't last. You know, I mean, people have, like, I like how you're doing it gradual. And it is true. If you just take a walk every day, take a 20 minute walk, eventually yeah. you start feeling good. And then that would, you know, now you want to do more because you're seeing the results. And even with food, I think they said, um, you have to eat, if you don't like something, I think like I said it's like seven times you'll eventually get a taste for it. And I did the same thing, like I'm a health food nut. I, you know, brown rice, the first time I, I ate that, I was like, oh, this is nasty. I love it now. I wouldn't even touch fried rice. And I used to drink Diet Coke. Um, and I drank that for a while. And I'm not a sort of person anymore anyway, but after drinking that, now you give me like a Coca-Cola, it just tastes like I'm drinking a can of sugar. You eventually, <laughs> your taste buds change for the better. But again, you have to put in the effort and little steps. 
good stuff. And I like how you have a checklist. So it helps people be accountable for what they're saying they're going to do. Yeah, totally, totally. That's, that's helpful. So we're written down in format as well. So just right. like, you can just double check it. Oh, crikey, I didn't know that today. So you just like right. do it, tick it off, and it's done. It's just like, it's just, it's always the little thing. That's the worst thing. It's just, remember, it's always the little things you do on a daily basis, just moving yourself slightly forward each time. Right. That makes the big results over the time, over the years. And it's just right. like, who are you going to become in the future? It's just like, whoever you want to become. <laughs> I like, what is it? I think um, they said cigarette smokers, that if you just decided to stop today, your lungs will repair themselves, but you can't wait until it's too late. And then say, okay, now I'm going to, well, now the damage is done. It's, it's yeah. been done, but you make that decision. You can reverse any damage that's been building just by taking that step. So, you know, it's good to kind of, not that you want to give people the bad news, but be like, if you don't, I mean, obviously you could see it. If you don't do A, B, C, and D, you're going to be always working to the day you die and try to make ends meet. I mean, you, it, you might die sooner than you want because you're not healthy. I mean, there's just so much negativity, but yeah. you have the power to change it, you know, so that's good stuff. No, you do, don't you? Totally. Now, what does the free digital copy of Mastering Your Mindset include and how can it help people achieve better health, wealth, relationships, and mindset? Yeah, sure. Yeah, Mastering Your Mindset. Yeah, that's, that, that's the book there. Like, yeah, it's a... Uh... It's going to be light on a bit darker, yes, right? Oh, quite light. That's it, yes. Yes, that was my second, but that just dives deeper in your mindset. Basically, it basically goes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so back to where we all started from, how you evolved, first of all, the humans up to who, who you came today, how we've actually evolved over the millions of years, right. how we start off, how our bodies changed, how our hips realigned, how our whole bodies changed, how we evolved, and our mind actually grew and our brain grew into who we are today so once you actually start to realize that we've been evolving over the last millions of years and we're actually still evolving we're still improving ourselves as we go forward as you said before this used to be called the industrial age when we started off we're now in the psychological age it's all about our mindset you've got so much information you've got information overload nowadays so it's actually learning to actually use your mind to actually create the life you want to think okay then i've got to get my mind working right for me and so this book is like a basic starter point to say okay then How's my mind thinking? What vision am I creating in my mind of who I want to be in the future? So that vision is just a, you've got, you got you, first of all, you've got your sight, which you see through normally, mm-hmm. and you've got your insight, which is the, the vision of who you want to become. You've actually got to think in your mind, who do I want to become? How do I want to be? What, what health do I want? What wealth do I want? What relationship do I want? What mindset do I want? And it's your mindset, first of all. So it's picturing the ideal version of you and how you're going to move yourself towards it and what you're going to do to change yourself. As I said before, your current knowledge, your current mindset, has got you exactly where you are today. So if you want a better version of yourself in the future, you're going to have to learn to change your mind. You're going to have to get some more positive in there, learn some more techniques, some more systems, create some more habits, create some different things you need to do to change you. It's not until you actually change, does your life change. As um, Einstein says, do the same thing over and over again and expect a different result. It's the first sign of madness. You've got to change your habits. You've got to change your decisions. You've got to change the things you're doing to change yourself and then move your mindset forward. I said, you can go into depth. There's all... Similar book with the with the book there. It's, it's got cartoons inside as well. So it goes through different cartoons. It's a nice, easy read. It's like a 30, 35 minute read. Mm-hmm. And it just gives you information of your mindset of how you can control it. Don't put things off. So many people as well, they sort of think I'm going to do this one day. One day I get round to that. And then time goes by, a year goes by, two years go, 10 years go by, and they still haven't done nothing. So if you want to write the book, write the book, get on and start writing your book. If you want to start a new hobby, start that hobby, get on and do it. Don't put it mm-hmm. off. They say that yesterday is, is gone. There's nothing to do about yesterday. It's gone. Tomorrow never comes. It's like it's always in the future. So we only ever have today. 
who's realizing, right, what am I going to do today? It's today I've got to do it. It's no good. It's not yesterday. It's not tomorrow. It is today. So you're still realizing, okay, then. It's down to me to get my mindset working right. And what little action can I take today to change things from yesterday and improve them for tomorrow? And that's what you need to do. So I said, yeah, you can get in contact with me at um, Eckley Global Community Stores. That's E-G-C-S 24 at yahoo.com. And they can send you then be a digital copy of the Master Your Mindset. And they can have a read through that and just see how they want to improve themselves and get them on the first step to getting their mindset set right. Getting the positivity in there and realizing, okay, then I've built my mind over the last years. So that's the first sort of seven or eight years where actually our mindset is set by the people we grew up with, our environment, mm -hmm. our guardian, our parents. They programmed us first of all. And then it's the peers and all the information we've been feeding our mind up to the age we are today. So we're still feeding our mind. We're still developing it. So once you actually start to change the things you're giving your mind to read, you actually change it from a negative to a positive, and you actually start to change your subconscious. As I said before, there's a conscious mind and a subconscious mind. Your conscious mind is everything you know about today. It's everything you feel, you know, all the stuff you're taking in. Your subconscious is like a massive filing cabinet, store cabinet of every single thing that's happened in your life. When you want to make a decision, your conscious mind actually delves into your subconscious mind and pulls a file out from there of what experience you had similar before. And it then decides whether you're going to do that again or not. If it was a bad experience, you say, well, I'm going to do that again. That's a bad experience. Mm -hmm. If it was a good experience, they'll say, well, yeah, I'm going to do that again. You might try it again. So the more positive experiences you're feeding your subconscious, the more things you're likely to try in the future because you've got a positive thing to focus back on, not a negative one. So it's just, yeah, it's thinking that way. Right. Well, and it's true. And it's funny how you say with the subconscious of the file because um, they taught us that in school. Like everything you've seen, you've read, you might not even think of, but it's in there. And yeah. it'll, you know, your body and your mind, it'll just pull out a file cabinet, whatever it thinks is necessary at that time. And, you know, I, I remember I had, I was answering something one time and I was like, where on earth did that even come from? And it could have been an article I read. It could, it's just in there. You know, yeah. it, it's, it's just amazing. So, yeah, you know, it's overload, but sometimes you have to continue like shuffle the, shuffle the deck a little bit and make it better <laughs> stuff to come out. Definitely. Definitely. And I said, a mind is funny. It's, they say, it's like a lawyer. I heard that great saying. It doesn't matter if you want negative, it'll get all the negative to back up that thought you have. Right. If you want something positive, it'll bring up everything positive you have. So it doesn't care. It'll just bring up whatever it is you're focusing on. Right. So if you're focusing on negative, it'll give you a hundred reasons why that thing you're thinking about <laughs> is a negative thing. Right. If you want something positive, they'll give you a hundred reasons why it's a positive thing. <laughs> so it's what you're thinking about. It brings right. forward. So getting control of your own mind is, is a tricky thing in itself. Right. Oh, that is true. So now tell us, what book are you working on now? Yeah, my last book is, because I said, it was the four keys to a healthy, happy was the first one. So the four keys were health, wealth, relationships, and mindset. So I'm now doing the relationship one, how to develop better relationships. And it's, the, the way, what I love writing my books is all the research I do on the different areas before I write my books. So we spent the last six, six 12 months now doing research on relationships. Right. And, and one of the biggest things I've had is actually that our hormones affect us so much. <laughs> we don't realize quite how our hormones affect every single decision we make. And I said before that it was actually men are sort of made of a mainly testosterone with some estrogen, and women are mainly estrogen with some testosterone. But since the Second World War, society and what has happened is actually changing our hormone release. So actually women are now getting more testosterone, still got more estrogen, but their testosterone levels have gone up. And men's estrogen levels have gone up, the testosterone levels have gone down. So we're actually changing roles, which is an amazing thing when you think about it. So it's, it's amazing how society has changed. As I said before, before the Second World War, mainly men were sort of going to work and women were bringing up all the kids. When the Second World War came along, all the men went off to work and all the women had to go out and do all the work as well. And then they started actually not only doing all the work, but they're still doing all the 
the homework as well, all the care, bringing up the kids and doing all the work. Yes. So this gave them great independence, which was great. But that was the thing that actually triggered more testosterone in them. <laughs> so it actually became more masculine mind, if you like. Right. Then when the men came back from war, they were changed by the horror of war, obviously the traumatic of war. They were changing themselves. And they learned to actually just bury their feelings inside, bury that, try and blank away all the memories they'd just been through of the all the stuff they'd gone through. But right. that actually not only blanked their memories, it blanked out their feelings. So then the saying then was, be a man, just don't show any feelings, be a man. And they were actually teaching their children to be that same thing as don't show your feelings, be a man. And that was their saying. And then now you sort of reverse the role and we're saying, okay, then now you've got to show your feminine side. Be in touch with your feminine side. So men are trying to do that way. Right. And men are getting confused because they don't know what they're to be doing. I know, because it goes against everything you were brought up thinking. That does, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And women become more more testosterone, so then more masculine thinking. And they're then thinking, well, I can cope with everything. I don't really need a man anymore because I can earn me money. I can bring at the kids. I don't really need the man. Right. But then, but then there is a, a void of realize because then there, it's the fulfillment side of thinking, I may not need a man, but I want a man. Right. So it's then thinking, okay, then I do need a relationship, but I want a fulfilling relationship, not one that's not fulfilling. So instead, it's realizing, okay, you need to actually look for the traits and the partner you want. Actually, first of all, work on yourself to make sure you've got good traits, you've got a good personality. Because people will fall in love for the personality. They often fall in love with the physical look of someone, right. but it's not till the personality they actually fall in love with that person. And you can actually improve your personality by the certain traits you want to develop in yourself. Right. When you think about the partner you want, if you haven't got a partner yet, you can make a list of these traits that you want in your ideal partner. Then your actual subconscious goes to work looking for people with these traits, and they'll actually not attract them to you, but you'll notice them more. And then you'll think, oh, hang on, this, that person's got the similar trait I want. And then you actually find someone who's more compatible with you. Because the old method of sort of going out, going on a date and seeing how you get on, and then about a year later, you think, this just isn't working. Right. It's because they're <laughs> total strangers. It's like having so a <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so if you make a list of the ideal traits you'd like in your ideal partner, right. you're then on to win it because you know what you're looking for. So if someone perhaps has got the similar interests to you or similar back to you. But sometimes you actually attract opposite as well. Because sometimes we may be quite academic minds. We want someone who's sporty. Or we might be sporty. We want someone sporty. So it's yeah. literally down to us. And with 8 billion of us on the planet, everyone being different, <laughs> it's a minefield. <laughs> right. no, that's all good, though. It's true, though. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's, it's, it is amazing just how it's with the relationship, just how, yeah. But the, the biggest thing we can work on, as always, is ourselves. We should work on ourselves and get ourselves right. <laughs> we can then actually start to offer our partner what they need. But we actually making ourselves better. So our partner yeah. appreciates us more, we appreciate our partner more, and then we have ourselves both move forward and get better as we go forward yeah. in the future. It's just like, it's just, it's just wonderful when you've got someone you love and they love you back and you just feel yeah. connected. Yeah. And it's just those little things, again, those little things where they on the day just, yeah. just happen in relationship to develop bigger. So I'm, I'm planning to get it uh, published in June, July, so I'm planning to get it published. Nice. So that'll be coming out then, uh, how to develop better relationships. Nice. I mean, that is good because I know some people who just, you know, they just have horrible relationships, one after the other after the other. And, you know, yeah. taking a step back and saying, okay, well, have, first of all, work on yourself because you're obviously looking for all the bad apples, apparently, even though you don't think <laughs> you are, you are. Um, yeah. You know, so once they feel better about themselves, they might have better standards of what they're looking for. And it's a process like everything. So good stuff. <laughs> so anything else you want to add or what you're working on or what you're doing or how you help people? 
And yes, at the Equity Global Community Story Center, we always have men in five different countries at the moment, and we're always taking on little sort of new students, helping them develop what area they want to go into. And the first step we do is actually get them to actually write their own ebook, first of all. We find out what passion it is they've got. We have them find that passion they've got. We actually have to write an ebook on that subject, put it on Amazon. So you've then got your own book on Amazon, and you, you've actually then taken the time to study what it is you want to have to know and get it out there. So then you can say, actually, I've written a book on this. And that gives you self-confidence when you've written your first book. It gives you self-confidence. We haven't got a clue how you even start the process. Right. Actually, the first lesson we have, we teach us, is how to, how to write your first ebook, how to get onto Amazon, and then you can go which area you want to go with, which area you want to improve in your life. You can move that way. So we said the contact is the Eckley Global Community Schools. That's E-G-C-S 24 at yahoo.com. You can get in touch with me as well at um, said my... Um, uh, I was going to give you a personal one. So, no, I'll stick with, the, stick with that one. That's my, <laughs> stick with the business one. Okay, cool. And it is true, like doing an ebook, because a lot of times putting your talking is one thing, but putting your heart and soul on paper is a lot easier. So yeah. they're going to put down on paper probably things that they wouldn't have said to you. So that's really yeah. cool. And then they're accountable because now it's a black and white. You need to do this. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, it's written down. Once it's written down, it's there. Yeah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so thanks again for being on the show. Again, that was Richard Eckley of Eckley Global Community School. So thanks for listening to Successful Minds with Patty B. Never miss an episode by the, subscribing to the show. So thank you again. Thank you, Patricia. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I've loved every minute. Pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening to Successful Minds with your host, Patricia Barnowski-Schneider. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates and we'll see you on the next episode.